0: Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the April 2018 Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I am excited to have my friend Emily Holland from Martin Holland Advertising back with us for part two of uh, marketing your business through social media. Emily, we're glad to have you again with us today.
1: Tim, thanks for having me again. Excited.
0: Yep. So, hey, just to give um, um, to give our. Listeners, a little bit of information. Can you just quickly, I know you gave your bio last month, but maybe someone didn't listen. Can you give us a quick, just a quick bio of yourself?
1: Sure, absolutely. My name is Emily Holland. I'm the owner and operator of Martin Holland Advertising. Um, Been in the industry now for 15 plus years. I'm actually born and raised in Anderson, South Carolina. Left, went to the University of Texas on a swimming scholarship where I studied advertising and found my love for it. Um, Again, moved back to the East Coast, worked in Charleston for quite a few years and relocated back up to the. Area about seven and a half, eight years ago. Been a business owner now for going on three years um, and absolutely um, love what I do in the industry that I work with, but most importantly, the people that I work with. I'm a mom of a four and a half year old son, Beckett. Um, I'm also married. My husband's name is Sean. He's a business owner as well. So we've got our hands full, but wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Oh, that's cool. Before we get started, um, one thing that you have and that the lord has blessed me with is passion yes and, and you can see that and you just you just express passion in everything you're doing to me and, and for our listeners to to lean in a little bit passion is something in my opinion that either you have it or you don't because if you try to have some passion that you don't have people are going to catch on really quick you know but but you you definitely have a lot of passion and, and that's exciting to see
1: well thank you i do I'm. Um, i think first and foremost um, I'm passionate about people and I'm fortunate enough to be in a very people driven industry whether it's the clients that we work with um, to the team that I have at Martin Holland um, to some of the media partners and vendors and reps that we have I truly feel like I work with the best people around Um, and so that affords me the opportunity to walk in with a smile on my face 99.9% of the time and and get after it day after day but um, come from a background in athletics so I believe in grit and I believe in passion. I think those are two things that you have to have on a daily basis um, to succeed in this world.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and, and just to, to dive a little deeper what you're saying, um, you know, it's all about team. Mm-hmm. And what what does it, a team consist of? People. So to me, you know, I'm all about I want to connect with our people. I want to connect with our customers. I want to connect with our uh, my family and my friends, not in that order, but you know, just in general, because it's all about relationships at the end of the day. People still sell to people. Even though we're gonna talk about a topic today, you know, as we continue part two, about marketing your business and social media, that sometimes, you know, you may not be having verbal conversation, it may be, you know, it may be with the social media platforms that people are using, so, hey, we'll dive right into some of the questions today. Sure. So, uh, my first question, What are some resources or tricks that you have for marketing online?
1: Well, I I have a bag full of tricks, so to speak, um, (laughs) but I'll focus in on a few of them. I think uh, most importantly, uh, when I I tell people um, that are looking to get involved in social media who may not be or may be currently dabbling in social media is really truly dig in and look at your analytics or what you have. determine who your audience is determine what platform is going to be the best approach for you to start with or utilize Um, again establish some goals um, that you want to accomplish online Are likes most important to you Um, is something else more important to you is driving sales more important to you well how does a like translate to a sale right Um, at the end of the day I think your analytics tell you a lot they tell you um, where your audience is from, the times that they truly um, get online and perhaps engage most with your brand, where they spend the majority of their time, whether that's on social media or on your website. Um, Again, and encouraging kind of the transition between the two. Um, I think the biggest trick of the trade is understanding those analytics and utilizing them to your benefit to continue to execute against. Um it's not just reading them and then forgetting about them. It's actually reading them, analyzing them, understanding them and how can you use them again to help you be successful on whatever platform you choose to go on.
0: Okay. Uh when you talk about analytics mm-hmm. and and I I, and hey, to let our listeners know, I'm not on Facebook, so I, 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 don't, I don't do Facebook. Uh, you know, maybe you need to convince me why I need to, but we can, we can talk <laughs> about that later. But when you talk about analytics, so mm-hmm. to me, Facebook analytics... I think I understand. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you've you got a lot of information that, that Facebook's got running behind the scenes right. that can help you look and see what people are doing and what's going on. Is that accurate?
1: That is accurate. It'll tell you um, what people are engaging most with, the types of message, the types of creative, the types of content, the, where the majority of your users or your followers are coming from. Um, again, what times of day they're peaking on traffic and looking at what you have. I think the biggest challenge is, is realizing that. Yes, your current followers are wonderful, but the reality is that on any given day, let's say Facebook, for example, only 8 to 14% of those followers are truly going to see what you're putting on your page. Um, And that's on the high side. Mm. On average, I think it's about 4 to 6%. So, again, if communicating with your current audience is there, and what other ways and areas are you letting them know, you know, if it's, it's communicating to your staff or your team, for instance, do you have a banner or is a little note, you know, that they can see coming in every day so that they know to go check those things and it becomes habit? Or is it to go out and try to find new users on Facebook? You know, are you doing boosted posts? Are you utilizing kind of some external targeted advertising efforts through Facebook exchange? What does that look like? Again, it goes back to that goal. Um, is it to build users? Is it to build likes? Is it to sell something? Um, again, is it to promote a contest or a giveaway? Um, there's, there's multiple things that you can dig into on that.
0: Okay. But now, so I'll speak from, from our small business mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. We have a website, and I think that it's, I think, again, I'm probably biased, but I think it's pretty cool. We've got cool video content. And all, but when you talk about analytics in regards to websites, are there things that we can have? Are there is there some things in the background that we don't know anything about that we need to contact the the folks that built it, to where we can get some information off that that may can help us. So maybe I'm not asking that correctly, but I hope you understand what I'm saying, and our listeners as well.
1: No, absolutely. I think from a website standpoint, you first and foremost have to have Google Analytics or some sort of analytics on the back end of it. Again, that'll tell you where your traffic is coming from, what keywords people are potentially utilizing to find you. Um, It will also tell you kind of your page views. What portion of your website are people spending most time with? How long are they staying on your site? Are they coming to your site and immediately leaving? If so, was that traffic even relevant to your site to begin with? And what are you doing to drive traffic to your site? It's wonderful that when you build a website, you kind of have back-end type of things with links, with um, videos, with blogging, accessing off to your social media accounts. Again, it's all kind of playing a part to that Google algorithm. They update it on a daily basis. So again, what are you doing to and continue to improve and maintain your organic search results? Well, in addition to that, what are you doing to drive potential new customers or to speak to them? Are you actively going out and searching and trying to find them, whether it's through SEM or PPC ads, whether it's through a targeted digital effort that could include some geofencing, some research retargeting, um, some different efforts like that? You know, I think across the board, there are plenty of opportunities, not just in the social media realm, but just in the online world for people to really be able to benefit from. I think what you're starting to see in our industry is we're trying to bring it all full circle. So it's got to, from a marketing and advertising standpoint, show an ROI most of the time for a customer, right? Well, how does a click to your website translate to dollars spent with you, or does it? Or how does a contact or an email from your website translate to a potential sale? Does it? Um, And again, better capitalizing, not just on the external reporting and trafficking, but what does that look like on the internal side? What happens once that email hits or once that phone call comes in? Sometimes it can actually be a great training tool also from an operational standpoint internally. Um, And I think that it's not just about the external approach, it's also the internal approach and what happens to that leader, that sale once they come through.
0: Mm You know, when you're sitting here talking, and again, the the questions just permeate my mind. But I'll try to keep it real simple. But for our listeners, mm-hmm. you made some comments to me that are completely Greek. What is geo fencing? <laughs> what is the acronym you use? Just so and they may know this or may not, but I've never heard of this stuff before. So if you can speak into that briefly.
1: Sure. So targeted digital advertising is actually kind of an opportunity or an external approach where you can go out um, and utilize impressions um, to reach your target audience, potentially, and or speak or market your brand. Um, I think that with research retargeting, it's basically developing a data pool of your target audience who's out there, who's performing particular characteristics or behaviors or contexts or searches or different things that you feel like, hey, based upon their searches, this person actually is in the process of where I need to speak with them, and then you serve them an ad. Um, I think with geofencing, the interesting thing with geofencing is that I can actually technically drop a pin or a radius around a particular event around a particular location. Well, if someone walks into that area, for instance, I may be targeting them on behalf of a client, I'm not gonna serve them an ad right there because it could be a mom and a daughter. I may wanna speak to the mom, but I might not need to speak to the daughter, the Mm -hmm. 15-year-old daughter, right? So I filter them into a pool of data. Well, because they've walked into my geofence location with their mobile device on them, and they maybe perhaps haven't closed out of an app or their potential page, I've actually captured their IP address and I put them into a pool of data. I don't serve them and add them because they may not be exactly who I want to talk to, but then I filter them through based upon those things. And because I have their mobile device, nine times out of 10, you also have their home device, their work device, whatever it is. So I can now, once I filter them through the data, if I determine there's someone I want to speak to, I can serve them ads and follow them around. But better yet, I also have a geofence location around my client and or their customer's location so that when that person walks through that location, I can track them them from where they were maybe a competitor's location and show our client hey this month we had 44 people walk through your doors from this geofencing tactic or effort now what you cannot do is get the name and the address and all that information of the person but what it does show is that someone has kind of walked through your door
0: okay Um, that's to me that's scary (laughs) maybe i don't need to think that deep but that's wow i you know I've learned, I mean, that's scary.
1: It It is. You
0: know, to it's think little, of that mm-hmm. data. But but again, I think the important thing for our listeners to lean in here, they don't know our name. They don't know our address. It's just, it's a mobile device that is with someone mm-hmm. at a point in time. Is that correct?
1: It is. Okay. So, Tim, I'm, I'm guessing you're an avid sports fan, right? Have you ever gotten online and researched looking for whether it was the newest <laughs> Nike shoes or Under Armour shoes yeah. or something like that, right? And Maybe you didn't quite purchase them but you got off your computer you got back on your mobile device somehow or facebook somehow and you're kind of looking again well have you ever had those shoes pop up on you
0: yes i have
1: that's a little bit of what I we're gotcha. talking okay. About. okay that's a little bit of what we're talking about in okay. some targeting ways there's okay. there's a reason you're being served those ads okay um because obviously you've either looked at it before engaged with it before yeah. um or not
0: but and companies are paying mm-hmm. i'm asking so this is a question slash comment companies are paying companies if, if you set this up for someone they would pay you to set this up correct to where then, then they, they pay a fee mm-hmm. and they're able to have that fence around that person to ultimately that they may make that purchase mm-hmm. yes so in the retail world this is very vital important information for them for Nike and Under Armour or if it's um, you know if it's a local shoe store that's a big deal to them right
1: it is okay and what's interesting is we've actually also utilized a lot of this for some recent recruiting efforts for some clients um, with regards to um, expansions and staffing up and it's proven mm. pretty beneficial for really them. Um, so it's you know it just because a tactic suits a particular type of industry let's say retail doesn't mean that it's something that you shouldn't try or potentially again dip your toe in I typically say give something about minimum of three months to take hold but again i understand i'm here today to talk about the digital landscape and social media i think the most important thing is don't forget the traditional forms of marketing they are still very viable and very relevant and in today's world it's all about a multi-layer approach Video is king, whether that is online or whether that is through broadcast television or some sort of platform. Again, um, it adds that auditory component with the visual component, which is what I call a one-two punch.
0: Okay, now that's good, and I know we diverted a little bit off, but I thought that (laughs) was—I thought that's great information. Just you know, hey, some of our listeners may need to hear that. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it really, you know, a couple things that sparked from our conversation is. Maybe as we, you know, two months ago, you know, we interviewed one of our team members about being the best place to work. As we recruit people, maybe this geofencing, if I'm using the right word, technology, maybe that can be an avenue for us to do some recruiting. So, I mean, it really opens up. My mind is wide open to information mm-hmm. that we make a take that can help our business. And, and there may be some of our listeners that are leaning in right now to listen to that. So that's mm-hmm. good. Hey, my next question, are having a lot of followers or slash fans important? and if that is, what's the best way to get more followers or fans?
1: Well, I think that, you know, if you're someone like a a celebrity having a ton of followers or fans is important in the sense from an endorsement standpoint, right? From a business standpoint, followers and fans are wonderful, but again, how does that translate to a quality lead? Quantity is wonderful, but at the end of the day, you have to have quality. Um, so what does that mean to you? What does it look like? I think there's several different ways that you can get followers, that you can get fans, um, that you can increase likes. You know, you can do a Like Us type of campaign. Giveaways um, or some sorts of contests or raffles are a huge way. Again, Like Us, Share Us. You see um, places like Delta or Disney Cruise give things away constantly, again, to increase increase that like, increase that following base. But I also think um, narrowing in and looking at, again, what Is your goal is it to drive the store traffic? Well, how do you take something on Facebook and encourage someone to come in store and do something? Um, But again, back to end goal: what do those likes, what do those fans, what do those followers translate to? It'd be better to have a hundred really engaged followers who are pushing you out to other places than it is to have ten thousand of non-engaged followers. Mm -hmm. You get where I'm going. They've got to. They've really got to kind of fill that passion with you because at the end of the day it's about you pushing it out but also your audience engaging with you and sharing it out to their audience that's how you get new likes new fans new followers okay. it's offering relevant content
0: and if, and if you're a b2b or mm-hmm. if you're you're if you're in retail space the more, like B2B, most of that would be LinkedIn is the current platform that most people use. It is,
1: it really is. And I think it depends on how you want to utilize. Um, you know, if, if Facebook is not necessarily a place where you're going to speak to potentially your audience or your, you know, your customer base, well, how do you utilize a Facebook? Maybe start with it from the standpoint of hey, it's a great tool for me to engage with my team mm-hmm. and my employees or, and then it evolves into something to where you can potentially engage with your customers. But at the end of the day, it's very simple, I think. When I talk to my clients, I ask them what their favorite form of communication is, because not everyone has their the, the same platform that they enjoy communicating with, right? Some people, yes, prefer email. Some people nowadays prefer you to text them after you've sent them an email. Some people prefer a personal phone call and some people still prefer the same old face-to-face you know, kind of meeting. I think that you really have to hone in and determine where your customer base is and what method or form do they truly like and engage with most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they become that passionate resource for you and that passion to engage or your brand ambassador.. Yeah.
0: And I think really, and it just depends on where you are in your business because mm-hmm. this could be to connect with your team. Mm-hmm. This could be to connect with your customers. Mm-hmm. that ultimately, you know, if you're a retail a retail business, you want to be able to tie a sales dollar to that. Right. I would if I was in the retail space. I'm not, but if I was. So, but there's all, I think you've got to determine what's best for you and your business. And if you find mm-hmm. someone like your company mm-hmm. that does, that specializes in this, you could probably help them take a lot of guesswork right. and understand to to your point, you know, how do you want to communicate? Mm-hmm. And then from that, then, then figure out the mm-hmm. best program for them. is that, Would that be accurate to say that?
1: Absolutely. I also think it's a great place to share out testimonials or client case studies, um, things like that, how you've benefited or helped other businesses, because all it takes is that one person to snap it up and be like, oh, wow, I could utilize them. I need them from that service. Mm-hmm. So it takes what is your physical location obviously and kind of expands the capabilities of it um through online and through kind of a very effective and efficient means to be able to do it and i should say cost efficient at that okay all right um and i think that's important
0: okay all right hey my next question how often should you update your online profiles and post
1: that's a loaded question (laughs) um everyone's going to want to think like every minute on the minute right Um, i think it truly boils down to being consistent with it Um, so identify what your capabilities are if you truly have time to update and post um, your profile and your information every single day then do it Um, If you do not identify, start with one, two days out of the week and have it be that day of the week every single week for the entire year right you know so if it's monday first thing when you come in 8 a.m for five minutes make a quick post push things out um i think that what most people assume is that they have to go from zero to 80 on social media or online that's not the case again um it's it's dipping that toe in and starting somewhere and building to where you need to be
0: okay now that's good um you know I don't want our time to end because we could we could have veered off to have four or five more podcasts based off the things. My head is literally spinning with questions that I need to ask you, but I'll but I'll but I'll I will sum it all up into this one. So you know uh, we've been blessed to have you on for the last two months. So if you could put the last two months of information together, what would be the one the most important piece of advice that you could give our listeners today as we finish up?
1: I would definitely say pick a platform, pick something, whether it is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, whether it's maybe just simply developing a website and designing and developing that, pick something and execute it. Take that a mile deep, as deep as you possibly can with your goals, with your audience, evaluate it, and then trickle into the next phase or the next step. I think so many times people will either go from um, no marketing to a ton of different marketing. It's okay to have a phased approach. It's okay to continue to build into this. And what you may find is that some of these platforms are extremely relevant for you. And what you may find is, hey, this one is not as relevant as I thought it would be. Again, your audience tells you a lot. Um, the analytics tell you a lot. So I would encourage you to, to take a step forward as you keep saying lean in. Lean into the marketing and advertising. Um, at least identify a platform or arena and um, go for it.
0: Okay, that's great. I And, and again, many questions. I, I wanna ask a bonus question if I may. Sure. If you're a company, you have eight team members that work on your team. Mm-hmm. So if you're a company that has eight people and you just don't have any margin or any time to do this, but you want to do it. What would be a recommend, recommendation to a, to someone like that?
1: I would recommend um, if you don't have time to do it and you don't have operationally the staff to do it, potentially go out and identify um, whether it's a marketing firm, um, a social media, or a digital group that is a good partner with you. Again, and I say partner because they should be, because they have to dig into your business and know your business. Um, identify that and potentially um, work with them to either have them establish a marketing plan or a kind of strategy and tactics to execute online, or better yet, ask them, hey, can we work together? Is there a way that you can help train some of my team to get them up to speed on this? Again, I'm a big proponent of education, seminars, webinars. Research online. Uh, There are a ton of places out there that offer some great information and and just great tools to be able to do that. Um, Utilize your local chamber. A lot of times they have some stuff um, with regards to bringing forth many resources or businesses. Again, um, the opportunities out there are endless, and um, I think you just have to go out there and and find them.
0: Yep. Now that sounds good. Wait, with that, we'll close out the uh, April 2018 Uh, Big Ideas for Small Business Podcast, Emily, again, it's been a pleasure to interview the last couple of months. So thank you for taking time out of your business schedule to be with us today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Yep. All right, everyone, to our listeners, uh, lean in next month and we'll have a great topic to discuss. Everyone take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.